Hey everybody, welcome back to the BNC Show. This is Brian, and alongside is Chad. What's going on, buddy? Aloha and happy Sunday here in the wonderful world of Michiana. It is a happy Sunday. Although it was fucking raining again. What the hell is that all about? Uh, listen, I'm going to tell you something, okay? And I, I've it's it's officially happened to me, and I'm I'm sure it's been coming for a long time. I'm an old man, so the rain, the rain now. The only real problem I've got with the rain is I've got a little bit of a of a leak in my basement. But I mean, it's a 120 year old house Uh-oh. that that uh, people have just. But some of the landscaping I've done in my little pocket yard has greatly reduced the amount of water that I'm getting in there. So I've done something right on the outside. But oh, uh, so the rain, yeah. So the rain, uh, I'm just a little concerned about, you know, a little bit of water coming into the basement, but that's manageable. It's whatever, you know, you got things you need to worry about and things you're just kind of not too concerned about. Right. What I am excited about is I've got these wildflowers that I planted outside and they're starting to come up. So I'm like, yeah, baby, make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're an old man. <laughs> yeah. I planted some daffodils and I know that they're they're already past their prime, but you know, you got to get them nice and soaked into the ground so the so the bulbs will be ready to go. So yeah, oh, I'm sure, more sure. I'm more worried about my flowers and my grass right now than I am not being able to go outside and frolic in the sunshine. I mean, how bad is that? That's 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 pretty bad. Well, and you know, know what? is I coming in is it coming in through a window cuz I got some we're having the same problem. I got some uh some of this tar stuff and put it around the window. I mean, I don't, if you don't want to open your window, put it around the window and it's stop the leak. <laughs> nah, you know what? If, if we ever have a chance to have you come over here, I'll show you what's going on. It is literally coming through the walls. Cause it's, it, it's just oh. an old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right. I got that going for me, which is nice. So if there's anybody out there in uh, listening land that wants to help uh, the C from the B and C here, uh, reach out and touch a brother. Right on. So I was just looking at our, uh, at our, uh, what do they call that? Um, logistics or what do you call it? Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you can, you can pull up logistics for the show. So yeah. The people who, people who are listening. Yeah. We got people listening in Ireland and Canada. So, uh, how crazy is that? They must really have nothing to do that they're worried about two Jamooks from uh, the states well, here in Indiana. Let me tell you, if they're on lockdown, there ain't there ain't a whole lot to do anyway. You can't go shoot a moose in Canada. You can't go, <laughs> can't go to the pubs in Ireland. I mean, it's it's craziness. Yeah, it's craziness. This is, this is I'm true. I'm glad they're listening. So welcome, welcome to America. Aloha and welcome to all the craziness. I'll try not to be uh, incredibly specific about my wants and needs. Although I think, I think at my age, <laughs> I think at my age as a guy that twice divorced, uh, almost forty-nine year old, first-time homeowner, there's a wealth of information that I could share, which is part of the reason why we called the show "Bad Advice from Two Old Dudes." Wealth of information that I could share. The problem is it's all bad. So it's like, do the opposite. Well, that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the show. That's, we're trying to help people. We're trying to help people be better. <laughs> By my failure, you too can become better. <laughs> that's right. Don't do, do as we say, not as we do. I, I literally had to tell, so I have a 14 year old son uh, and he lives with his mother and I, I get him as often as humanly possible. But I've, I've told him in one of the most recent uh, visits we've had together, 
I said, please take the intelligence that you gain from my genetic coding and do better in your work ethic because with your smarts and some degrees and a little wherewithal, you won't ever be in a position where you've suddenly become uh, deemed uh, unworthy of a position. You, you, you'll always be an essential right. person. So please don't, don't take the path that I took. Become a person who is indispensable to the universe. Yeah, do better. <laughs> so that's, that's really part of my, my push on this program to get some of that stuff out there. Entertaining, obviously, but you know, a little bit of uh, information as well. Yeah. Life lessons. Correct. That's what we do here. I'm about to lay one down for you right now. So, okay. I'm going <laughs> to pick it up. I, f- I finally went to, uh, finally got in to get my hair cut. After this <laughs> fucking ridiculous fucking lockdown. And, and it was just, it was crazy. It was like a big, the Jufro, you know? I just so, looked at myself today and I'm, I'm starting to, I'm, I am too. I never thought it was possible, but I got a bit of a fro going on, but go ahead. I'm telling you, it's terrible. So, uh, um, the place I go, I, I probably shouldn't say the name, but it rhymes with, uh, crate glips. <laughs> okay. So, I'm glad, and, I'm glad and, you uh, didn't say the name. Please continue. <laughs> and, uh, Man, they have that online check-in thing, you know? So I I did the online check-in. It was an hour and a half fucking wait on the online check-in. So I put it in, I don't know, 1030. This Friday, Friday morning at work. I put it in at 1030. I was going to run over there on my lunch hour and and get it done. So I get over there at 1130. And uh, there's still a two-hour wait. I mean, it's, it's gone up. I'm like, how is this even, how does your app work? (laughs) So she's like, nobody's there. Well, I walk in, there's two fucking girls cutting hair. Two. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know that they've they've got to get it all spaced out. Uh, You still have to do all that. And I know that they're still supposed to have all of their equipment and everything. But I also had read that you're not supposed to be able to take walk-ins. It's only by appointment. Right. So, so with you checking in online again, you should have had priority. So I don't understand. That's, yeah. Yeah. Well, there were 800 people in front of me <laughs> wow. online. I saw their fucking app or their screen that they were looking at. She's like, wow, you're way down there. I said, well, I'm here. She said, well, sit down. If nobody else comes in, I'll take you next. Two fucking girls cutting hair. Wow. I wonder if they and, had, uh, uh, so people- I'm sitting there watching this. I don't know. I don't know how if they people if people put it on there and then cancel. I don't know. I don't know. Well, so I'm, I'm wondering if I wonder if they didn't have uh, hairstylists show up because there's been a lot of that too. But we'll pick up that in a second. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they are in no fucking hurry <laughs> to do to do anything. <laughs> These fucking bitches. If they could have moved any slower, they'd have been going backwards. I swear to God. So I'm thinking to myself, that's probably why you have a two hour fucking wait because you're so slow and it just blows my mind. Get to work, man. You got people sitting here who have been waiting for haircuts for eight weeks. Well, it was about seven weeks. Uh, step it up, you know, 
get the lead out of your shoes. Oh my God. I was so mad. And then the one girl that got my hair, she finally got around to me after 10 minutes of walking around and doing nothing, going out to her car, getting a sweater. Oh my God. I was so pissed. And I'm on lunch. I'm like, you motherfuckers. I'm, I'm hungry too. That didn't help. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. When you start getting hangry, that's, that's no good. No. So I was biting my lip the whole time trying not to say anything. And I did. I got a haircut. So that's good. That's good. I, I mean, my, come on. I, yeah. My, I was just going to say my, my thing with, with some of that is too, is I, you know, I don't have a regular stylist so much like you, I've got to go to a chain place right. and, and again, it's stuff online. Um, yep. but I'm, I'm concerned much like what you've just gone through that everybody and their mother is going to be rushing out to try and get a haircut. Well, you know, now after a week of being open, I hopefully next week when I have an opportunity, it won't be that bad, but uh, hopefully they'll get caught up. <laughs> what I've seen is there are a, a number of businesses. In fact, that one of my old clients uh, had a, had a small rant and I love her to death. Uh, she runs a, a restaurant over in downtown South Bend and she she had a small rant, and it's right to the point as far as a business owner is concerned. Um, some of these places, even though they can open up, don't necessarily feel like it's a financial viability to be able to adjust what they've been doing up to this point to accommodate these restrictions and then open up and still be able to actually get enough income to warrant even opening the doors and paying employees. And again, she runs a restaurant. So one of her things she said was right because they, because they are only what half, half capacity now or something. Yep. You have to run 50% capacity. So her point was ridiculous. I can only get 50% of the people in here. And right now that's even down to maybe only 20%. So she's like 20% opening up for a breakfast and lunch when people still are a little hinky about this stuff. Why would I do that to myself? And why would I do that to my people? If, if none of us are going to be able to make the money and we don't know if anybody's even going to show up and bust our hump to even make it accommodating for some of this stuff. So it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't, I feel sorry for these restaurant people. Oh yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. I, I, you know, for working in that industry for years and years and years, I couldn't even imagine it right now. Oh yeah. Me either. Same. Not. I will say this. I did see something and I feel like this certainly is worth repeating. If you have been waiting to go out to a restaurant and you, you missed your favorite places food, you're tired of cooking for the kids, you're tired of you know carrying out. If you're actually going to go to a restaurant and they have deemed it worthy to open up and have gone through hoops, flaming hoops in some situations to accommodate you, by God, you better be patient. You better be polite. You better be thankful. And most importantly, you better tip because these people oh, 100%, need, man. need this money. If you're not going to do these things, stay home. Just stay Get home. Get the fuck home. Yep. Don't, don't be a dick. You know, Don't take out your anger on somebody else because they've been in lockdown, same as you. It's not their fault that they haven't been able to make money. So Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Don't, don't be a dick. If you're going to be a dick, stay home. Yeah. So that's my, that's, that's my big PSA. If, if the, the dozens of people that are listening, take anything away from this today is if you're going to go out to a restaurant in the next month 
be prepared to be polite, be prepared to be thankful and be prepared to tip. Cause if not, yeah, and be patient, get your carry out, man, you know, and be a, That's be right. a jerk on your yeah. own time. That's right. Be a jerk from home. <laughs> Bitch about it on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so I have managed to be an unessential employee. And when the lockdown came, I worked for a small business. We had uh, 10 employees at two locations. And the whole point of me getting hired in was to help facilitate the owner retirement. So there was a, a, a body in place to you know, pick up the slack as everybody moved up the chain. I, I would not be running the store by any stretch of the imagination, but I would be there to assist all the people that he's trained up to this point to do this. Right. So right. when that, when it came down to it, he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to retire. And so wasn't sure if, you know, I, I was no longer an essential employee as far as the business is concerned. Cause obviously he, he brought me on to, um, kind of replace him in the chain of things and that just wasn't going to happen. So I had to get, I had to step down. Now I don't really like to talk about my money by any stretch of the imagination, but I was in the um, high forties, which is certainly not a a shit ton of money for someone my age. But up to this point, that was pretty much the best money I had made consistently. So I was in the high forties, right? Uh, The downside of that job, it was a small company. So there was, wasn't any benefit. So it's always ups and downs with all this stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, my, had I gotten any kind of unemployment and I'm still waiting on that seven weeks into it, it sounds like I am absolutely not even close to being the only one. Man, um, that's crazy. I, I would have been real close to what I had been pulling in. So it would have been okay for me to wait this out, be able to find another spot that was at least going to be able to get close to accommodating, you know, my pay needs. Well, because I wasn't getting any unemployment, because it wasn't coming through, and because I had no money coming in, and because what little savings I had saved up was getting burned through in a heartbeat, I had to turn around and take a position that has put me to at least, I'd say at least 10000 no, I'm sorry, $15,000 less a year. And this job has me busting my rear end. Man, um, that's a fucking pay cut. Yeah. Yeah. Now the upside is if I can, you know, stick it out and do what I got to do, uh, I, I'll have benefits up the wazoo. Uh, so that's really nice. And there's probably an opportunity here for, for some pay increases as far as that goes. But yeah, for sure. $15,000 less because of this freaking COVID situation uh, and not getting any help so far from any kind of, agency that is in place for this very situation has been unbelievably frustrating. Oh yeah. But yeah, I've, what, I'm still seeing people online fucking with unemployment. It's oh yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And and it's, again, I, I can't even say that like I'm, I'm in the minority of this. It looks like uh, the, the folks that are communicating online on, on the Facebook page with this, it's, it's out there and pretty much anybody that files, they're telling them that there's an issue. It needs to be rectified. You'll be contacted by, 
you know, uh, um, an assessor to help you with the whole thing. And so we're all waiting on the two or three assessors, apparently, that are working the whole state or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so it's frustrating. But uh, the long and the short of this right now, though, is I have, I have worked harder, more physically harder than I have in probably my 49 years on this planet. <laughs> I mean, aren't you a, aren't you, you know, a supervisor? Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful I mean, title, but there's still, there's still labor. And I mean, labor with the capital L that needs to be done. Damn. And, and again, I am, I am absolutely not complaining. Uh, I'm happy to be working. I'm happy to have some amount of money coming in. And I know that there are people that are working 12, 13, 14, 15 hour shifts, on the regular that are on their feet that don't get the two 15 minute breaks that don't get the hour lunch, um, that I've right. got oh, yeah. and more, more respect and more power to every single doctor and nurse out there that have been on the front lines, every paramedic, every firefighter, every police officer that have had to do this and, and do it on the regular. I'm just saying I'm soft. I am a marshmallow. And for me to be literally walking, Seven to ten miles at work a day. Uh, Seven to ten miles at work. Yeah, it's been a it's been an eye opener. Mm -hmm. Now the upside is I remember uh, back in two thousand eight when I uh, the bottom fell out of everything and I was still welding then, and we got all got laid off, and uh, God, I was off for almost a year because I'm lazy and. when I went back to work, I was welding still. When I went back to work, oh my god, I thought I was going to die. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So I feel you. I understand. It really is amazing what the human body can grow accustomed to, and and the amount of resilience we have as human beings. And I've I've said this many oh, yeah. many times. It, it it's amazing what you can grow accustomed to and consider normal. And when you're removed from that situation and look back on it, think, what in the hell was I doing? Why did I put up with that? You know, whether that's relationships or jobs or whatever, it's it's unbelievable when you remove yourself from situations like that. But yeah, the resiliency of the human spirit is clearly um, showing right now with all the stuff that we've got going on with this coronavirus. But uh, yeah, oh, yeah, crazy, Absolutely. crazy cuckoo coconuts. It is. Hopefully, we'll start to see some normalcy here pretty soon. This is this is ridiculous. So, so good times. We've talked about what we've been drinking, and and that that's kind of starting to go to the wayside for me a little bit because with the, the reduction in in expenses, um, decisions have to be made. So, all I'm trying to do at this point is kind of get through what I've got in the house and and not necessarily. Um, make that a priority anymore. So that, that kind of is lame. So now I've shifted to, okay, how to make the most out of the food, you know, cause you got a budget, you got to meet your budget. There's only so much money coming in. Yeah, yeah, man. You're like a, they're like a gourmet chef or something. I see your, your foods. Dude, the kid and I whipped up some stuff yesterday and I wish I could take uh, credit for all of it, but we just went and got some frozen burger patties and they were, bacon cheddar burger patties, grilled those up. I got a, a head of cauliflower, diced that up, 
dredged it with actually I didn't do anything spectacular. I just uh, shook it with some Buffalo sauce and then I grilled it. I've got a, like a little mesh metal mesh piece on the one side of the grill. So some of that small vegetables and stuff can't fall through, cook that stuff up. The kid fried up some uh, potato wedges, potato chips. Nice. And we ate dude. We pounded it. It was so good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I got uh, I got tired of cooking, so yesterday I went and got I uh, went to Jaworski's and got some barbecue. <laughs> oh, nice! Oh, <laughs> uh, it was good too. I got leftovers upstairs. Be eating that today. Yeah, Jaworski's. Uh, yeah, they have the best barbecue. Man. Such good stuff. Yeah. Yep. So, but that's what I've been doing. So anyway, other than that, I've been you know trying to cook more than going out because that shit adds up right right but um i i think uh i have been you know looking at stuff online and doing you know whatever okay it's like all right i've got a, a stale bag of potato chips and a package of hot dogs and a head of broccoli what can i make with that you, you start searching and you're like, oh my exactly. God, look at, this, look at this gourmet meal. I can make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. If you have a little wow, bit of time that, laying yeah. around the house, a little bit of time, some fresh basil, we can make those hot dogs <laughs> into a gourmet delicacy. And you're like, you know what? I actually do have some time and fresh basil. How fortuitous. <laughs> oh, well, look at that shit. Although I love I love some of these recipes, and as a as a ex bartender, I know you can appreciate this. Have you ever looked at some of the the drink recipes? They're like you know essential essential drinks every man should know how to make. And uh, you look it up, and it's like yeah, if you just got some Campari and some you know uh, yeah Mediterranean bitters, and you're like oh yeah, I've got yeah. that laying around. All the time. <laughs> yeah, I got that right here in the cupboard. Yeah, I always carry that stuff in here. Oh yeah, my God. I, I've seen some of those recipes. I'm like, who? What is this? <laughs> well, and and again, this used to crack me up. And to all the to all the bartenders out there in the world, and, and I mean in the world, I'm sure you guys can all appreciate this. Every bar I've ever worked at has that one bottle of Galliano. <laughs> that's yes. The, the label is all nasty and everything because it's been <laughs> sitting back there. From years of people oh, wiping it down yeah. and never, never using it for anything, and yep. it's, you know you got to respect those older um, sales reps that are like, listen, we've got this great new product. You got to try it. Every bar in the world has it. You got to have a bottle of this. And what we'll use it for? Cake. So many things. And you're like, oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, here's Galliano. You're like, first of all, it doesn't fit anywhere. No. <laughs> Second of all, I no. think there's. Isn't there like one drink that you can make with Galliano that anybody even knows? Yes. Um, now what's what's the Harvey Wallbanger? Oh, that's it. It's Galliano. Yeah, that's it. That's the one drink. Everybody in the world knows a Harvey Wallbanger because that's how they sold that nasty ass big bottle of Galliano. <laughs> and even then, even then, it's like. I've got this great drink you can make with this wonderful, beautiful bottle. Uh, but do you have a bunch of vodka too? 
<laughs> You're right. Vodka, Galliano, and orange juice. And, every, you know, every bartender's like, isn't that a God. screwdriver with Galliano? What I, does that Pretty really much. help yeah. any? I don't understand. Yeah. And a maraschino cherry. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – yeah, that bottle of Galliano. It's like eight feet tall. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't fit anywhere. So you gotta nope. you gotta put it on its own little special pedestal. Everybody a, thinks it's a, a pedestal. Yep. Everybody's looking at it like, oh, wow, what can I make with that? And you're like, I don't know, Harvey Wallbanger. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> we can experiment with some shit, but yeah, I can mix it with some stuff. But ultimately, it's going to come down to vodka and orange juice and some <laughs> variation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Here we go. Here, I just pulled up a. I just pulled up something here from Food and Wine. Uh, three cocktails that will make you dust off that bottle of Galliano. Okay, you can make a uh, Galliano old fashioned, uh, a Harvey Wallbanger, or oh, Galliano and root beer. Yeah, hold on. Let me just jump on board with that. That sounds amazing. So literally, those are the three drinks you can make: a Galliano and root beer. A Galliano old fashioned. Ugh. And that doesn't even sound <laughs> interesting at all. Um, None of those. Man. What else they got you throwing in with this thing? Uh, yeah. So, I, why, why would you mix bourbon with Galliano? Why would you do that? Why would you mix vodka with Galliano? <laughs> Who knows? Anyway. I don't understand. What was that other really weird one, too? Stuff. Um, oh, Frangelico. Frangelico, uh, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, you can you can add that to a couple of coffee drinks, and I think that's just about it. You got a you got the nutty Irishman, and then uh, and then I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, they always also had that. At least we did. Always had that one bottle of bitters too that sat there for. Yeah. Well, okay, so here's, here's what I like, though, right now um, with the with the big blow-up of bourbon hitting the market and, you know, having a shortage of bourbon and, and whiskeys and stuff out there with some of this stuff. So a sub-market that's come out now is specialty bitters. So they've got really? all these, yeah, all these amazing flavored bitters that you can add to this stuff, but it's still bitters. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right. So I mean, but you can get orange bitters. You can get cherry vanilla bitters. Hell, my dad even has um, a cherry vanilla bitters that was aged in a bourbon barrel. Really? And he, yeah, and he uses that to make his old fashions. And I'm telling you what, that they sounds pretty good. Actually, are freaking delicious. Man, that sounds really good. Yeah, yeah, it uh, on point for sure. So that was that's kind of an exciting little oh, thing. Hell, right now downstairs in my little bar, I've got a bunch of empty bottles of stuff that I've held on to from you know housewarming gifts and little special occasions that I've you know want to kind of remember with folks. And um, a half bottle of dry vermouth, a quarter bottle of sweet vermouth, a half bottle of bitters, and a full bottle of bitters. 
Even my shitty little bar downstairs that doesn't have anything else still has sweet vermouth, dry vermouth, and bitters. Vermouth and bitters. Now, if I could just find a bottle of Frangelico and Galliano, I could open up business. Yeah, no shit. Be like, hey, all right, look at my look at my top shelf liquor. I've got a traditional bar. All the stuff that nobody uses with anything else that they drink. <laughs> Oh man, that's yeah. awesome! Yeah, have people over and be like, uh, "Can I make you a drink?" They're like, "Oh yeah, that sounds great." What do you have? Well, we can make something with Frangelico and Galliano and bitters and uh, and uh, sweet vermouth. Oh yeah, what do you sweet. call it? Or dry leftovers. <laughs> the leftovers. You love it. I serve it with uh, a meatloaf sandwich. <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, and potato chips. And potato chips. That's right. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, I, oh, I want to talk about the little entertainment news. Yeah. That I'm excited about. I don't know if anybody else would be excited about it, but I am because I'm a huge Anne Rice fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you read the uh, Vampire Chronicles? You're not going to like me much, so I'm going to go ahead and let you talk. Uh-oh. Anyway, uh, I'm a huge fan. I've read them all. Um and uh, a couple times <laughs> and uh finally after i don't know 100 years amc has bought the rights to all those books and her mayfair witches books so i'm excited man we're gonna get some good stuff because amc as far as i'm concerned is make the best shows oh yeah. you watch preacher have you watched preacher at all uh-huh Oh, that's a great show. You need to watch that. Uh, Preach, they make Preacher. They did a great job. They do The Walking Dead, which I, uh, as far as I know, is still the number one show out there. I've never watched it. <laughs> I, I watched it. it in the beginning, and then I, <clears throat> I I haven't had cable cable in God knows how long. So, you know, I, I missed out on a lot of that stuff. But, um, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. So, that means, I mean, probably not for another year, so we won't see anything from them, but but sure. it's coming. So I guess something to look forward to. I'm excited. So yeah, anybody out there in, in the interwebs land that's a uh, Anne Rice fan also let us, let me know. Hit me up. I wonder who they're uh, going to get to do all that. Cause obviously the, the movie wasn't anywhere near what I had envisioned, you know, Lestat. Yeah, me and, uh, I still liked it, but it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was Henri. a little bit. Is that what is Lestat and, and Henri? Louis. Louis, that's right, Louis. Louis. And actually, it was Louis's book. Lestat was just kind of, you know. Interview with a vampire, yeah. 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 Um, so here's here's my take on this. <clears throat> I think Anne Rice is a is a, an incredible uh, writer. Uh, obviously, the you know, the her prose is is amazing. I mean, anybody that's even read her her um, Sleeping Beauty uh, Unchained or whatever series. I mean. Oh, yeah. Amazing stuff. Beauty. Yeah. But as I'm reading Interview with a Vampire, I I was getting lost in her prose, and I would I could read a whole page of what she was talking about, and then had to go all the way back to the beginning of the page and be like, wait a minute, she just literally spent three paragraphs describing a candle. What's going on in this scene? I don't even know what the hell's going on now. <laughs> so I had to go back and do it, and then so then when I tried to read because uh, Vampire Lestat's the second book in the series, right? Yeah, and the best, as far as I'm concerned. I I only got through the first 
I don't know, a couple chapters, I think, or however it's broken out. And I, I just couldn't do it. What? Yeah. Yeah. I may need to go back and try it again. And actually, I think we've talked about this. I, I listen to a lot of books, a lot of audio books as I'm going back and forth. Uh, I'm in the car a little bit. I think that's a wonderful way to pass the time as opposed to, you know, listening to talk radio and stuff. I, I mean, I just, that, that stuff will melt your mind before you get anywhere and it turns your <laughs> attitude to just shit. So yeah, I try not to listen now, to that. Especially nowadays. <clears throat> right. So I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and it, it might be time to at least go back and try and listen to some of that stuff on audiobooks and see if, you know, having it read while I'm in the car will be a little bit better than um, trying to sit. It there. might be. It might be. If you can listen to somebody else do it. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, the, do you, you listen to a lot of audiobooks at all? Do you guys, you listen to that stuff? Uh, I don't, I do have audible, but I only listen to, you know, every now and then. I, like I said, I, I, I Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got all that stuff too. Plus I've got different, um, uh, apps from the libraries where you can just rent stuff or, you know, at least check it out like you would the library. You know what I mean? And, uh, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So you're not really committing to have to pay for this stuff. You can't get everything because there's a lot of stuff that's, you know, newer stuff or some right, obscure right. stuff that you just, yeah, there's not an audio. Yeah. But um, I have, I have had amazing stories that I was exciting to listen to only to have it just crushed because you've got just an awful um, narrator. And yes. I'm like, oh, this is so bad. I so wanted to listen to this. And this is the only thing that you've got uh, there, you know, and I'm just, just for an example, I, this isn't even a real thing. I'm just kind of making stuff up here, but just, <laughs> you know, you've got, you've listened to a Stephen King book where the suspense is high and the horror and you're getting this stuff set up and you've got some, some goofball, like, and then he went around to the door and opened it up, and there, to his surprise, was a vampire ready to chew his face off. Oh, my God. You're like, I can't listen to five hours. This is terrible. <laughs> I know. Yeah, if you got a bad narrator, it's that's all she wrote. Yeah, I've... I I've can't do it. I've literally, shut a couple books off because of that. I've done, I've done the same thing. I've... I've yeah. Checked it out, listened to the first five minutes, and I'm thinking, I can't listen to six hours of this person talk about this book by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah. although I'm, I'm sure we've got a lot of people saying the same thing about us right now, They're like, I can't do it. I'm, I'm out. Sure. <laughs> I can't, I can't listen to these clowns. These guys are terrible. <laughs> I'm out. What the hell is that all about? Vampire chewing somebody's face off? Where'd that come from? I don't remember any Stephen King book going that route. <laughs> As I said, I was paraphrasing. By the way, I was it could have been. It could have been uh, Salem's Lot. Could have been. Could have been. <laughs> I don't think that line was in there, but it could have been. I, it, yeah, it might have been from that. Here's here's <laughs> here's what I've always had a problem with with Salem's Lot. I've gone back and actually read that in the book, and I think I've actually had an audio book for it, me as well. At no point in that book do they refer to that town as Salem's Lot. It's Jerusalem's lot is the name of the town. And through the whole book and everything else, I don't know that they ever actually call the town Salem's lot. And yeah, I don't know like, where that came from. Well, it was just a shortening of, of Jerusalem's lot or something, but it's, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is, you're, 
you name the book out of something that's not even anywhere in there. No, but it's catchy because yeah. you know, Salem. Yeah, Salem sounds a whole hell of a lot better than Jerusalem's lot. I, I mean, I get that, but I mean, then then why didn't he name the town Salem's lot instead of Jerusalem's lot? Stephen King. I don't know. Stephen King. He got hit by a car or something. Stephen King, I've got a real problem with this. Okay, you need to go back and <laughs> fix that. All right. We know you're listening to our podcast, Stephen King. As, so, as one of the one of the faithful readers of all of your classic stuff, you know what though? This is this is horrible. I'm I'm probably going to burn in a special Stephen King hell for this, but I've read almost every single thing that he's done uh, from the beginning, the Bachman books and everything, and I just devour this stuff. And after his accident, I've not read any of it. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've read anything so. since his accident. Because I don't think it's as good. The, I, I, I mean, it, it, obviously, it's it's still good, but it's not as good as his as his older stuff. Yeah, I, I, I think some of it he, he got away from more of the supernatural stuff. You know what? I'm going to take that back. I just lied to everybody out there in the world, and I I apologize about that. I have actually read some of his stuff, and it was stuff that they've turned into. Um, movies or, or short stuff. Like I've read the, um, what is it? The good marriage or bad marriage. I forget what that is. And uh, big driver. So that, that series of books, I, I've, I've read those short stories and those are pretty good. Um, and I, so I've tried to read some of this stuff, but <clears throat> it's Stephen King. He's still churning out three or four books a year. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't know who can keep up with this guy. He can barely keep know. himself, yeah. but anyway, anyway, I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah. But it's, it's a little annoying because it, it's difficult to find some of Stephen King's audiobooks to be able to listen to. They, they don't, they don't have much of that stuff at the library. Um, so it's either you gotta, you really? gotta pay for it. Yeah. And even then I'm not sure all of the, uh, all of the narrators for his stuff are the best either, but anyway, probably not. I mean, they all pick somebody mediocre every now and then. And do they even pick them or does the, or do the publishers pick them? Every once in a while. In fact, I think he actually had something that he was narrating. Uh, I, I think something that I looked up <clears throat> for Stephen King or something that I had, he was narrating the series of short stories or something. And that was kind of interesting. Although again, no offense. Yeah, but uh, his voice is, yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear him read a whole yeah. book. <laughs> You'd figure he'd put a little bit more passion and excitement into it because it's his stuff. Like, you know, he kind of knows how he wanted people to sound or at least the inflection at that point. Right. And it's still Stephen King. Right. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily want to hear Stephen King talk. I want to read whatever he's putting no. down on a page. I want to hear his opinions. I think he's an incredibly intelligent guy. Um, I, his, his oh, imagination sure. is through the roof, but, uh, Actual interviews or have him read one of the books is not what I expected. No. But anyway, there we go. I've spoken. I'm an opinionated asshole today, aren't I? Jeez. That's <laughs> all right. That's, what a dick. Hey. <laughs> that's why we have this show. Yeah. I think uh, that's that's going to be our thing. That's I, what we I, do. I think that might have to be it. Tell people right. what to do or what not to do. <laughs> right. What not to do. Here's my opinion. Run with it. You you take it or leave it. That's right. Because you know, in the real world, um, I, I can't freely give my opinion like that and tell that to people. Because no, because people, yeah, people take offense. Yeah, I will get left and I will get fired. So there's that. Yeah, but anyway. that's how we have this. Yeah. 
Wonderful idea. Thank you for allowing me to be so cathartic on this wonderful 40 minute podcast. You know, that's how we do it. That's how we roll. So, uh, I think we had a good show today. We learned a lot of stuff, some stuff that we probably, some people probably don't care about, but we do. And, uh, this is our show. So live with it. Um, again, you guys can, uh, hit us up on our podcast or on our, on our podcast page on Instagram, the BNC show. Or uh, our Facebook page, uh, the BNC Show, or on our Outlook, which is uh, what's our Outlook again? The BC Show at Outlook.com. I'm going to take your um, take your word on all that. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, I'm working on a uh, I'm working on a YouTube page. Oh, cool. Because okay. I know you are going to be getting a webcam soon, right? And so am I. So I think. Yeah, well, uh, as soon as they start making little... them again, dude, it's impossible to get a freaking I sent webcam you a link. Right now. I sent you the link. Didn't I send you that link? I think I did. I think I did. I knew it was a low priority at the time because I, you know. Like, well, at the time it probably was, yeah, because that was like a month ago. Hey. Yeah, that was like a month ago. Actually, not even that, like a couple weeks. Anyway, so we're going to do that. We're going to get that set up. Hell, we can even set up our phones and do it that way. Although, you know what? Honestly, I, it may be better for people to not know what we look like because we are not the most attractive well, fellas on the planet. Well, that, that would that would motivate <clears throat> them to listen to the podcast. Then. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, man, these motherfuckers do have voices. They have faces for radio. They got faces for radio. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got to stop watching these. Yeah. Well, especially Maybe right now, I, I've got uh, I, I've got bedhead up the wazoo, and like I said, it's oh, I do too. Uh, yeah, I do too. It's a bit of a fro, and it's not good. And the, the last thing I did last night was uh, have a fire pit. So I mean, I've got that smoky, nasty bedhead hair, and it's oh, all yeah, yeah, my headphones. So I I have to be quite the attractive sight. <laughs> I haven't even looked at myself in the mirror. I don't even want to know. Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Anyway. I wouldn't do it until you get out of the shower. So, uh, with that, uh, with that being my my final note of the day, everybody have a wonderful week. We'll try and do this again next week. Yes, at Absolutely. least once a week. We're I gonna... think is the goal. Yep, that's the plan. All right, peace, love, and soul to all you folks out there. Right on. Thanks for listening. Right on, everybody. See ya. Peace. <laughs>